0: You're listening to an encore presentation of one of our best of family business episodes. And because this is being released on a Valentine's Day holiday, we wanted to give you one of our most popular and transparent episodes where Steve and Mary Alessi talk about how they keep the romance in the family business. Enjoy. Welcome
1: to another episode of the Family Business Podcast with the Alessis, where we talk about things we cannot talk about on Sunday. And we love to talk about families being everybody's business.
0: Very good, Mary Alessi. Eh, I was a little, Mm, not as good as you do it, but I did it. So, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Date night.
0: Oh, really?
1: Romance and marriage.
0: Yeah. Are we going to talk about that? We are. This is actually the questions uh, podcast where people are able to go in and send us questions. These are some of the questions they sent. These are some of the questions that they sent. And you can send us some of those questions at the alessifamilybusiness.com website. That is really cool. Yeah. That you can send your questions in because I've listened to a
1: lot of podcasts that I don't necessarily like the topic they're talking about. And even though I like the person, I'm like, eh. This is really cool that we're doing
0: this. Yeah. So if they have questions, if you have questions, send them in. We have active listeners. We do. It's really nice. Very good. I love it. Very proud of what we're doing. Yep. And uh, since we can't always uh, deal with these things on Sunday, which is when we greet the crowd, uh, we're able to do it right here during our podcast. So get into the nitty gritty of mm -hmm. things. This one's going to focus now, because it's family, on the marriage, on the relationship that you and I have. How we doing with that? How, how many years have we been married? You tell me. Is this 34?
1: 34 so was in our, October. Did we? Yes, it's, bec- it's coming up on 34 mm-hmm. in October, just a few months away. I think we're doing great. Gosh, that's a I lifetime. I love you more today than I did yesterday.
0: yesterday. Yes. That was okay. the song
1: from our wedding, but whatever.
0: Cool. So here's a question that somebody <laughs> wants to ask us. Here's the question. Okay. Now, remember, we work together. Oh, boy. We live together. Oh, yeah. That's all right? All of it. And we got a nice-sized family. Four kids. Okay. Here's the question. What to do when family issues leak into your marriage? Oh, boy. What do we do? <laughs> what have we done? What are some of the family issues that we have had to deal with over the years that have uh, had the tendency to leak into our marriage?
1: Well, we've, we've had parental issues that have leaked in when we first got married. Mm-hmm. And even from great parents like we had, we had to learn to manage those. Yep. Um, dealing with my mom and dad's divorce when mm-hmm. we first got married was really hard. Yep. Um, my mom and I talk regularly when we get together about those years and how she had so many fears from her situation that she projected into my life. And she's been so open about how wrong that was. So there's, you know, been that. Mm-hmm. I think... Also, just when you're raising kids, your perspective of how those kids should be raised, mm-hmm. raising children is a real, real mountain yeah. for, for parents. That's when you thats when you really start to decide, even in the little things, if we agree on how we should
0: raise these kids. Yeah. And then as they get older, oh boy. Mm-hmm. And the stress of what we do in our business. Oh yeah. In the ministry. Yeah. Running church, uh, staff, because we All take everything that we do here we take it home. So the question is how do we keep it from leaking into our marriage? Yeah.
1: I will say we've learned along the way. We did not get this from jump. We have figured it out along the way. We've and I like to say this whenever I'm on this podcast, we we stay in the seat of students and learners. Mm-hmm. And we try never to reach this plateau that we know it all because and we aren't counselors or psychologists, but we've learned a lot if, from ministry and watching what people do that we like, what people do that we are like, well, that don't work, and applying those things to our lives. And for our relationship, we've had to do that in different categories, even in working together, Um, understanding that we communicate differently, completely differently. (laughs) And I could say green, and you hear red, and you could say blue, and I hear pink. And we had to learn, if we're going to work together and be like-minded in this, that there were certain roles that we had to fulfill. And I, I can only speak for me. You cut me off at any time. But when we first started the church together, I had had a job downtown, and then we worked for your mom and dad, and I had the music, and you, you know, administrated the church. You were the co-pastor with your dad. But when we started our church together, and we were the pastors, the expectations completely changed. Yeah. But I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I didn't understand. Oh, your coffee's here. Oh, Good. So I didn't get the memo that serving you coffee would have been a nice gesture. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs)
0: Marcus Marcus is delivering coffee. The man. And he's gonna charge my computer here. Go for
1: it. And he's our number one fan. Did you know that? He's yes. our top listener. He, uh, he is. <laughs> Because our staff is forced to listen to our podcast. Okay. Yes. While he's doing that and setting you up, we love you, Marcus. Thank I you, will sir. say that working together, if I could go back and I could have learned from my mistakes in the event of working together. Oh, there's Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Oh. She's here, too. It would probably be to be wife at home. And co-worker, employee in the office and not try to be wife in the office. Yeah, That was really hard for me. I was so immature. I did not realize that I had to separate those two roles. I could yeah. be wife at home. But when I came to work, I had to put on the hat Thank of you. serving yep. and working and getting your laptop charger yep. for you.
0: Yeah,
1: the, the little things. Seriously, though, that, that's something that I got hung up on. When we first started, I did right. not, I, I just wanted it to be, I'm Mary and you're Steve and you're not going to talk to me that way. Yeah. And my husband's never, I didn't realize that separating those lines when we're in the office, taking on more of a, of a professional mm-hmm. mindset. And I don't have to be that at home, but at work, I have to be professional. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd learned that earlier because it brought, it definitely brought conflict to our marriage because we couldn't deal with it in the office. We dealt with it on the drive
0: home. Yeah. And I remember just from a working perspective um i had to make a decision what do i want yeah do i want a employee at home or do i want a wife at home right and i learned real quick that a happy wife right was so much better than an employee at home so i needed to treat you like my wife even though we work together right and not overwhelm the relationship because it's a working relationship. Sure. The working relationship was the husband and wife, and we couldn't change that. Mm -mm. We could change the employment relationship, meaning that if the church got in a financial position where we couldn't both be hired, And, or you were done, you were tired with doing what you did with the music. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. We could change that part of the relationship or, Hey, I don't want to do this job anymore, Mary. I'm done with this. I'm giving it to so-and-so to do. I can change those job responsibilities with the employee set up, but I couldn't change the marital one. No, that one we're like, no, that one's going to be a keeper. Right. We got to keep that one. So we had to say, um, even though we were driven, for success yes. and accomplishment, when we were working together, we also had to say, wait a minute, the success of this ministry is not near as important as the success of our marriage. Right. So quit being so heavy, so mm-hmm. hard, uh, so so pressure filled. We we don't need that because as they say, a happy wife. Happy life. Yep. So that helped us. We had to say from the work, let's not let it leak into our marriage. Yeah. But it was a struggle. Oh, yes, it was. Again, 34 years. Right.
1: And we've worked together. How old is the church? 23?
0: 24, yeah.
1: 24. And we've worked together. We're coming up on 24. Mm -hmm. We've worked together since day one. So we've been co-workers on staff together for 24 years. Prior to that, what, about eight or nine years together?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that was was different because all we've
0: known is each other. All we've
1: ever known is working together. And I was I had my own office and you had your own job description and we had a boss.
0: Oh, that was the worst.
1: And that was hard. That was your mom and dad.
0: And I felt the pressure of making sure you were a perfect employee and put so much pressure on you and on the relationship. Where again I had to make a decision, wait a minute, man, I want a happier Wife than I do right. a happier dad and mom.
1: That's right. And that's where we had to apply what we taught our kids. And we are teaching our kids that the voices of mom and dad, once you're married, this is to protect your marriage and that role of in union. It's what you two think together. Yeah. It's not the boy. You can't just keep trying to please dad mm-hmm. or try to please mom. That's going to hurt and erode your relationship. Yeah.
0: You know, John Roman's in here and him and his wife work together in the ministry. John how many and Jackie.
1: Years, how many years now, John?
0: Yeah. I've been on staff. 20 years. And yeah. She's been with us 15. Yeah. yeah. So they work together. They yes. raise kids together yes. here at Just the like church. Just we did. They are They have here. to be very sensitive about making sure, sure things don't overlap mm-hmm. uh, into their marriage. Right. A- Armando, though, his wife's not here every day. He does have that where he's got to make sure when he goes home and she shows up to church on Sunday, they're happy. Right. So he can't let things leak into their marriage. Chris and Rochelle right now, they're all in this. Yeah. Especially as we work together. It is going to be harder working together. Oh, it is. And living together, being married. But the good boundaries will help protect the marriage so that whatever's going on outside doesn't leak into the marriage.
1: Okay, I want to say this because I think this applies to whether or not you work together or you don't. But something that you taught a couple of our staff members that has really been a policy of our church, that if you work for our church— don't go home and share with your partner, your spouse, any negatives that happened in the yeah. office. Leave that at the office. Don't take it home because they have to go to this church too. Yeah. And you don't want what happened in the day, your frustrations, things that you may get confused or misconstrued, or maybe your correction was wrong. I mean, whatever it is.
0: Okay, get specific because this is this is really good yeah. advice here. It's wisdom. Yes. The point is your husband or wife works at the church that you attend or yes. works at a company or that you, you yes. want to be serviced by. Right. And then that spouse of yours that works for them comes home. Right. And dumps on we're you. We're telling them to not do what?
1: Don't talk bad about your workplace. Yeah. Do not discuss it. You know, the truth is Why? Well because you'll turn their heart and you're going to get over it. You're, you're going to deal with
0: it. And then from the church's perspective, it's so bad because this is the place you're supposed to be going to That's get spiritually right. fed That's and nourished. Right. And you cut them off from You're that. mad at the pastor. You're That's mad at right. the worship leader because during the week you had a disagreement. Right. And then you show up to church and you, you've got this prejudice in your heart an argument against them. And you're like, wow, I can't receive from them. You can't
1: receive. You you cut You cut that off. I will say we've been very blessed with staff that have taken you at that word and they've done that. And they're very honoring of that because that's the last thing they want. They also have to cut off, this is my job, but it's also my place of ministry and my place of blessing. Yeah. And it's God's mouthpiece in my life is my pastor and my boss. Mm-hmm. So it can be done. You can separate those things. So now move that into, okay, you don't work for the church, but you and your spouse work side by side in something. Leave it at the workplace. Don't bring it home. There has to be a separation between we work together and then we live together. And really clear lines. You had it. We, we started drawing those lines a few years into our relationship. It got tough. We were talking about this the other night, how it's so easy to spend so much energy discussing as a married couple all the negative things that are happening during the day. Mm-hmm. And then there's nothing left for you together together. As a husband and wife. Yeah. Cause you've just eaten up all this energy and all this time. And we were saying this in the car going home. For every minute you spend slicing and dicing the negative of the job or the workplace or whatever it is you're working on together is a is a minute that you are subtracting and taking away from vision building and dreaming together. Mm-hmm. And this, when you're negative all the time, even if you're in agreement. You know, you're, you're chewing it up at night and we need to tell her this and she needs to fix that and we got to fix this structure and that's got to change and you need to get better with this and you need to get better with that. All of that does is erode a positive atmosphere in your home and in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then you really, you can't, you don't get to turn it off. And then how do you turn romance on? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to do. The, the human mind is not equipped to do that, yeah. but this leads to all kinds of stress and frustration and irritation, which could lead to even your your relationship will get lost yeah. in it. Whereas the other brings unity, brings joy, brings peace, brings excitement. And you're not so focused on the negative because you're dreaming about tomorrow. Yeah. But you have to intentionally say, okay, we've talked about it too long. You've done that for years. We're done. Yep. We're done. We've talked about it enough. Moving on.
0: Got it. Yeah, so important, Mary. And that's all such great advice. Yeah. We can go on and on. Matter of fact, I think this requires just another podcast in itself. Yeah. How to protect that marriage. Because yeah. I guess the the answer to that question, how to keep the life's issues from leaking into your marriage is you protect the marriage. Yeah.
1: And roles. And all those problems yes. are
0: going to be there when you're that's right. when you wake up in the, the marriage. Next day. Is okay, which then brings us to this. You mentioned romance. <laughs> and one question was. How do you keep romance flowing with so much going on with such a big family?
1: Wow. I'm answering this question first. Oh, yeah. You're putting
0: (laughs) me on the (laughs) spot. Yes. Thank you, whoever asked that (laughs) question. I want to hear it from Mary herself. How How do do you you keep keep the romance, Mary? Well,
1: you know, in my experience...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: having had four children, I think you really what what has worked for us is valuing our alone time Mm -hmm. and making sure that that was priority. It wasn't always because we would get caught up with other things, life, and exhausted,
0: and pushing, driving, yeah,
1: everything, and 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 yes, you know, always trying to achieve the higher levels. Meanwhile, the most important thing that awaits us is the relationship we have with our spouse. How much energy have we put into that relationship? Mm -hmm. And one thing we've learned after all these years of being in ministry together, working together, and I'm in my 50s and you're 60, 60, we've realized more than ever how invaluable we are. We can't do this without one another, and we wouldn't want to. So the ebbs and flows of life, it all circles back, and the one you started with is the one you end with. Mm. Hopefully, it's who you're doing it for and you don't want to neglect it along the way so that when you get to the end of that point in your life you go i don't even like you there's nothing here and to keep that romance alive i think it has to be top of mind mm-hmm. that it's the most important thing more more than your children yeah because if mom and dad aren't together and aren't happy you can stay together but your kids get ha- have it figured out you're not getting along mm-hmm. and you're struggling in your relationship and you want to you want to model what romance and a good healthy mom and dad relationship look like. So I we are not date night people. Right. <laughs> we have never been, we have a date Let's every it. Thursday night. Yeah. We we grab our moments as much as we can because we have to value that date night might not happen. Date night might turn into, for us in ministry, a funeral or a viewing yeah. or a, a counseling session. It, it can always change. So we make sure that we set aside a time For us to not reconnect, but never allow ourselves to get to that place where we don't feel connected. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of resources on how to do that. But I think the most important value is that you realize if
0: you don't do it, you're going to lose it. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you because you didn't get splotchy. Usually, when you address certain issues, where you get nervous, your neck breaks out in little red splotches. Well, this is definitely.
1: <laughs> when you said romance, were we supposed to talk about sex? This is
0: definitely one of those subjects that we would not be able to talk about on Sunday, um, because the talking about the romance, keeping in the marriage. Yes, sex is a part of that. It is. And uh, one thing I I need at least Sunday Monday, I I, I need to connect with you on the romance. Yeah. And romance is the word for sex here. You got it. I, it's I code. need to code for sex. I oh, need now everybody's
1: gonna know what happens on Sundays.
0: When we pray at church and <laughs> preach and sing and get drained emotionally, I need romance um at that point. It's just from it's it's a it's a welcome release of all that is built up yes. in me that then helps me connect with you personally after trying to connect with God, trying to connect with people. It's so important that I get that connection time with you. And
1: I think that's most men.
0: Yep. When they go through high stress environments, it's welcomed. It's needed. And I remember a guy years ago, you know, just because a man has a a healthy sex drive. Some women want to complain. Oh man, it's too much. People want to make them out to be perverted, almost. Yeah. Even as a person that has a relationship with God, how could He be so into that? You know, why does He need it so much? Well, every day I wake up and I eat breakfast, <laughs> and then at noontime, I have lunch, and then at dinner time I have dinner. Nobody looks at me and says, "Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Right, that you're hungry every so many hours? That's why do you got to eat a healthy every appetite. day? Absolutely, it is a healthy d- appetite. So. What that means is because I appreciate that, physically speaking, I gotta take care of myself. Yeah. And you gotta take care of yourself. Right. If we're gonna keep romance alive, the the temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, brother. Oh, <laughs> our bodies don't spiritualize it, and make it weird. The bodies, <laughs> we wanna take care of our bodies. No, we do. We wanna look good for each yeah, other. We do. We, we have to take care of ourselves because when we take care of ourselves, we feel good right. about ourselves. And that helps us when we're romantic.
1: You know what I think is so funny that all these years has taught us both and has certainly taught me? What do couples usually... You
0: interrupted my flow, but go ahead.
1: Really? You yeah. look like you were coming to the... All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> nope. <laughs>
0: lo- Did you lose it? Uh-huh. It's it gone. gone. It's gone. Go ahead.
1: Now you lost yours. I know. See, we're too old for this, Steve. You can't do that to me. I was trying to help you. I was trying to support your thought. Ashley is
0: blushing over in the corner right here. I love this.
1: She's in the corner in the dark. You're learning so much, girl. No, honestly, what couples end up in the counseling rooms over is the fact that they've stopped having sex. Mm -hmm. And You've never met a couple that kept having sex and their marriage was still miserable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> They're miserable and they stopped having sex a year ago. Yeah. So when you, it's like, aha, uh-huh. don't stop having sex with each other. Yeah. That's key. Stay connected physically and you will stay connected emotionally and spiritually in, in every possible way. Does that help you? Did that get you back on the flow? No, no? it's gone. Okay, Go ahead.
0: Well, I don't want to embarrass you anymore.
1: i I'm not embarrassed can handle this. But I will say that in relation to what you're saying about men not feeling ashamed of their sex drive, women, we do that, which I find very interesting. and Every woman does it. What we, what it takes to get a man and in the beginning stages of the relationship, when kids come around and it depletes us more and our bodies aren't necessarily for the bedroom anymore, they're for these kids and kids hanging off on you. It really does take intentionality to say, I have to make this priority because it matters to my spouse. Maybe even if it matters more to him than it does to me, I've got to make sure that he is cared for in this area.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: And he he should not be shamed Mm -hmm. for wanting to be
0: with you. Yeah. If the man's not eating at home, he's tempted to eat elsewhere. So it's good that you feed him good. And it's good for her that emotionally... What sex is so, meaning to me, why it's so, what is so important about sex to me, um, uh, that emotional connection with you is important to you. Right. You need to feel that emotional connection, that, that romance, that, that communication, uh, feeling good, the compliments, your, your self-esteem, constantly working on that through uh, the accomplishments that you have together and the complice, ac- compliments that are given. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's important for you. So you feeling secure about life in general, money, housing, everything, yes. the marriage. That's yes. that's as as important to you as sex is to yep, me at this true. season. So it's a give and take, you know, we talk about, I got to eat right. I got to take care of myself. If I got to do a little tuck here, a little <laughs> work there on the skin to make sure, here. I mean, yeah, like last night, I put a little face mask on you. That was very nice. That, just to help you with your skin. I loved it. I know how important that is to you. Yeah. And I put it on me sometimes. I mean, it doesn't good. look as good on me Hey as babe, Hey you. babe, your skin looks amazing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So all of that is so important because we're focusing on each other. Yeah. Romance is about, let me focus on you. That's it. And thankfully, we've also had, this is where great community and support group, friendship, and in our case, our church family, why it's so important to be connected with other people. This church family on a number of occasions, people have stepped up and sent you and I away. Yep. Just to go hang out with ourselves, maybe our family. but. Just you and I getting alone, we go up. One of the reasons we got our farm is it helps us get away from the hustle and bustle of South Florida, from our phones, from all of that, and just be able to focus on ourselves. That's right. That's huge. It is. If we're going to keep the romance alive. Which then brings me to this, another question. They're asking us about the joy of aging together. Hmm. How are we keeping this fun as we age together? Wow.
1: I can tell you right now in the season that we're in, for me, it's probably been the funnest between you and me that we've had so far. And when we look back at our the other day, we looked at our, our uh, wedding video, and we looked at our honeymoon video. And I do not want to go back and be that girl. You could not pay me a million dollars to go back and be that girl. Yeah, Because you could see in every shot when you had the camera on me constantly. I was so annoyed. I was just annoyed. It's our honeymoon. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. I mean, like the whole time. Oh, my God, she's annoying. But I, But this definitely is. And I thought that season was fun. I thought having kids was fun. But this season of you and me really putting each other first. And finding the joy in it, and I know it's it's not easy for you. I, I know it's not always your want to. You would much rather go out into the woods and shoot something, but you definitely let me know that being with me is the most important and most fun thing that there is to do. And I believe you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and we really do work on having fun together. And part of that is certain conversations are off limits. Um, we know where the other's buttons are, and we just don't push them Yeah. so that we can enjoy the season and the time that we have together because we are getting older. But there's there's such a, um, a sensation. There's like this sense of we are winning. We're one of the few that made it to the mountain because mm-hmm. the divorce rate is so high. You know, pe- when we tell people we've been married 34 years, you would think we told them we've been married 55 years. Yeah. Because that's a huge accomplishment these days, to be married a long time to the same person. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of that. But there is just a sense of, we made it, we made it. You know? Yeah. Chance the Rapper sings. We're we're together. And we've done so much with our lives. And that just makes it, Mm -hmm. like, we weathered some serious storms. And we're still here together. I could cry thinking about it. I know. And I wouldn't want to be with anybody else but you.
0: As
2: mad as you make me sometimes, I I still love you.
0: Well, let me me spiritualize something for a minute. And I hope if you're not the spiritual kind, you can put up with this (laughs) comment. But there's uh, something in the Bible, there's a story in the Bible about two brothers that wanted to uh, be elevated to a a position of popularity because they wanted to be on Jesus's right hand and on his left. And he talks to them about uh, what that looks like, and he he makes a statement. He says, let him who wants to be the greatest be a servant. Right. And then there is that statement that says, for the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And I told you a few weeks ago when we were on the porch, as we were communicating and talking, which is what this podcast is like, us just talking in our living room on our back porch, and I told you what hit me when I read that. And um, so it may get a little emotional here. But I said, you know, at this season, when I, when I read that part about the last shall be first, I really feel like at this season of my life, I've been elevated to first.
1: Yeah.
0: At 60, Yeah. I've been elevated to first. I got a son that's 30. Who's knocking on the door? Yeah, preached a message this weekend that was crazy. I wasn't even there to hear it, but I'll hear it this summer, this Sunday. Um, he's just at a place where he's blowing it up. Our our daughter finds uh, that both of them find great spouses. They sure did. And our two younger daughters are uh, celebrating. This season of education it's and preparation. Um, Lauren preparing herself for her. Oh, Alan's bringing in that oh, tissue because yes. we're over here.
1: We'll just take the whole box.
0: Snor- snotting I mean. all over the place. <laughs> Lauren's at a place where she's pursuing her degree and uh, her master's. And then Gabby finishing up at FIU and then leading our youth group so well. And I, I just felt like that. That phrase the last shall be first, and the first the first shall be last. I felt like at this season I've been elevated to yeah. first wow, never felt that mayor <laughs> never felt first, sure I may be the head of an organization and a ministry like this, but never felt first, and then I heard God stir it up in my heart, not that God speaks to me audibly, but I felt this impression and i saw this image my life i've tried to do this though i'm i know i'm a strong leader yeah some call me controlling (laughs) so i know i'm a strong leader and i know that i get in front of people and i talk and and lead the charge here at the ministry but my my heart has been how can i serve the people of this church always how can i serve our staff yeah how can I serve my kids? And most importantly, how can I serve you? Yeah, That has been my heart's desire. And I think if people would focus on that,
2: yeah.
0: especially couples, especially the heads of corporations in their life, but let's bring it back to marriage. If a man could focus on serving his wife, yeah. not being run over by her, not being the weaker sex. No, 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 but serving. Yeah sometimes being strong and in his serving. If he can work on serving his wife, serving his family, then if he'll do that, put himself as last. Even though you've taken the lead, put yourself as last. Be sensitive to that. Doesn't always have to be your way. You don't always have to be number one. That's right. You don't always have to have the biggest Instagram or social media following. You don't always have to have the best number one song. You don't have to be able to preach the best and have the most popular sermon or the biggest and the best church. Don't always push to be number one just for the sake of saying, look what I've done and being first. If you can focus on how can I, at this Mm. season of my life, serve my clients, serve my customers, serve my church, serve my family. If you'll do that and remain in a posture of strong humility. Yes. One day you're gonna wake up and say, "Oh my gosh at mm. the latter years of my life, yeah, I'm feeling first. Wow. So with you and I, I think the way that we have been able to keep this fun and enjoy each other in our in marriage our
1: Aging, yeah
0: is we really have focused, especially as we've gotten older Yes. On how can I serve Mary? How can I serve Steve? Absolutely. And babe, I've seen that in you. Because oh, yeah. I've seen your, your, what used to be irritants when we were younger and you'd come out and we'd have big arguments about something or be bothered and ignore each other, give each other the silent treatment or want to disappear for an hour or two, take off and slam the door. I've seen those things when you would have been tempted to do it. You didn't. Right. You backed off. Yeah. Because you were like, wait a minute, this isn't about me right now. That's right course it's taken 34 years it took a right? long time but we just didn't make the mistake of quitting f- two years five mm-hmm. years 10 years into this thing
1: because divorce was never an option was never an
0: option it was a temptation. It, uh, it temptation was
1: a and option are yeah. not the same. There are thoughts and there are days where you think... And there was
0: no reason for divorce, but no. just because you just you're mad angry. and hurt and disappointed. That's and right. You wonder what tomorrow's going to... You, you you entertain, my life would be better without.
1: Uh, absolutely. Or what would my life be like without them? Would it be better? And, But when you really understand that the power of your relationship and the power of a healthy marriage is serving one another, and really what that looks like... That whole, the last shall be first, the first shall be last, your marriage will become first. It will naturally have a propensity at the latter season of your life, which the truth is, we still have a lot more years to live. My mother used to say, when I would get irritated with the kids making noise and being in the house, she'd say, well, take it easy on them because there's a whole lot of years without them in the house than there are with them in the house. And when you're in the middle of that, you cannot even comprehend it. Of course, here we are, we've still got two at home, but they're never home. And the reality of that is true. You better nurture the Mr. and Mrs., nurture one another so that when you get to this season of aging, you're each other's best friend. Mm -hmm. You can't imagine doing it without the other one, because I really can't. And I'm watching God do in you because you did have a service first mindset. You yeah. always, always have, whether it was misinterpreted by some, that was always your dr- driving force to serve. And now in our relationship, it's so easy. Our marriage is so easy. And sometimes our kids will look at us and and want that. But we explain to them, you work for it. You serve your way to this place. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it makes it look easy, but it's because <sighs> we did the hard
0: stuff. 34 years in the making. And we did it, and we stayed would, together. Yep. Yeah, and wouldn't change it because now we can sit here at a podcast table, talk about how to do it, and hopefully inspire others yes. to just find the right one, hang in there, fight
1: the good fight, work
0: hard together. That's right. That's good. And embrace the ups and the downs, the disappointments, the highs, the celebration moments. Yeah. All of that. Keep a relationship with God in place. Stay connected to the local church. Yeah. Find good pastors that you can follow. Find the and village. And watch how life could really treat you well. Amen. So we hope today's questions and the answers that we have given you have been an encouragement. So thank you for joining us today on the Alessi Family Business Podcast.
2: You've just enjoyed another episode of the Family Business Podcast with the Alessis, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of our audience today. Now that you've learned more about us, here's how you can join in in the family business. First, make sure you're following our podcast right now and download this episode so you can hear it at any time. Second, think of someone you know that might need or enjoy this episode and share it with them. You'll be helping them and helping us to spread the word about the family business. Third, go to alessifamilybusiness.com and tap the Ask the Alessi's button. This is really cool. You could use it to record a voicemail comment or question, and we can add your voice to our conversations. Finally, while you're on our page, tap the Reviews tab, and you'll see a link to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading your reviews, and we might even share them on the show. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time at the Family Business with the Alessis, because family is everybody's business.